0: We we're coming up to the same amount of episodes that we recorded in 2018. By the way, at
1: the end of 2018, I am pretty sure we made a solemn oath to never record that few episodes in a year but again. But the
0: thing is, the thing is, we are completely bound to. I'd say my schedule not to make it sound like i'm some sort of overlord because of course that's definitely not the case
1: no it's just i'd be a i'd be a real boring show on my own
0: <laughs> so a lot of it is simply down to the whims of my schedule which for example in the last week has been to stockholm glencoe and manchester in the space of yeah a week and is about to go to new york after covering an election
1: yeah once we get you a good little portable setup We'll be, we'll be ambitious someday.
0: For a portable... For a portable... For a portable setup. Portable. For a portable... Okay, never mind. For a, a setup that I can move, I would need to have a laptop with this full like USB interface. I'm basically as mobile as I can get. Just, okay, the mic stand wouldn't need to come, but the rest of it would have to, if we wanted to maintain the same quality. Yeah, if we wanted the same quality. If you want to do iPhone quality, we can do that. No. But that's terrible. No. Once
1: we start, once we start not caring about our, our our audience anymore, then we can start recording on our phones.
0: Yeah, uh, and also I'm already looking ahead to my schedule for January, which is no jam packed, but no. it's but 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 it is Scotland based. That's the main thing. Hey, C- compared to last January, when again I was here, there, and everywhere, we did make a solemn oath last year. I don't think it was to 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 make the same amount of. Uh, episodes or to do more it was certainly to reach episode 200 which we have which we've fallen short welcome to episode 200 (laughs) Uh, 200 minus 14 14 wow oh dear we we go through runs that's what we do we go through runs we have a few weeks i'm going through the runs (laughs) tmi james we go through runs of a few good weeks And then we fall off a cliff for three. And then we get back into it for a few weeks. Then we fall off for two. That's kind of how it goes. And and our listeners know that. Blame Colin's clients. Blame Colin's
1: clients. People demand Colin and they pay him. We should just pay Colin.
0: Okay, well, my, my fee is substantially higher than it was when this podcast first started. Yeah. Which, by the way, must be coming up to... Ten years... No, 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 One hundred and eighty no, no. episodes. That's like ten years. No, it's a no, no, no. It's like five. It's maybe six, which is terrifying. But I am gonna have to find that out. I think it's five years. Five years, James. Because I because we started this the same time that I came out to you. Yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah. Sorry, listeners, if you didn't know. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Hidden a secret. All
1: of those all of those really subtle and clever oh. jokes that Colin was making all those years
0: that went over your head until this moment. <laughs> yeah. I do, well this is the thing. I've never officially clarified to the same extent I never officially said it to my manager in my my my, my boss in the media training world. Uh, because number 1 I don't really like talking about it to people I don't know that well. Uh, unless it's strangers on a podcast, you know that's that's easy. Of course,
1: yeah. They're, you don't exist.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm literally just talking in my room to myself right now. Hello. So, is this something I would come up with my boss? Absolutely not. However, we had a recent anniversary celebration for the business, and uh, I brought Bex along. Some of you may know Bex, and I. Uh, Andrew was introducing her as Colin's friend, and I took him aside and said, "Just, just to clarify, uh, you know, you know." Um. Uh, uh, oh Wait. Uh, Wait he, he was saying. He was saying, friend. Well, like, exactly. And I mean, I was very. I was very aware he was saying friend. I just wanted to clarify, and so I told him, and he was like, "World's worst kept secret." Like, yeah, that's <laughs> like, what he was saying, friend. Mate. No, but it's like, is it that obvious?
1: Yeah, I didn't think it was. It Every other times that you were like caught staring at and daydreaming about, about the the handsome man he came across. <laughs> Or, the, or like all those times you referred to what whatchamacallor as like the only woman for you. Uh,
0: Brie Larson. Yeah. I mean, that is a I podcast. I do not have the right
1: name in my head, so I, just, I, I vetoed talking <laughs> at all there.
0: That is a, a, a podcast in joke as opposed to something nah, I share in real life.
1: You say that in real life at least once a conversation.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think to me, and this is something I'm... Oh man, we're getting deep here. This is something I still need to work on. I'm just not comfortable with it and i'm also not comfortable talking about it or that people guess it and people know i'm like why Duh! i get annoyed i'm like why did how did you figure out hey, don't you worry people assume these things all the time about
1: everyone it's not always was it
0: my justin bieber wallpaper
1: oh, yeah that might be that <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, let's crack on, shall we? This isn't actually just us talk about us, hour. <laughs> well, I mean, you say that, but a lot of the show is—it's kind of some of it is therapy. Let's be honest. For me, mainly. That's why we need to do the live the live shows. It's so
1: you can get active therapy with a bunch of people <laughs> just asking you questions in the chat.
0: But, I mean, the most you get from this is you, you get to talk about it. Sometimes work comes up. Sometimes you say you're tired or okay. ill.
1: Those are the three things that define my existence. <laughs> also, I also complain about being too warm because my cat is on my lap. Ah, yes, the cat. G- guess how warm I am right now.
0: I guess Zelda really is the third wheel of this podcast. Zelda has become the most featured guest on this show. (laughs) That is true. Mainly because nobody writes to us, but that's fine. That's totally fine. This is Seasaw Parade, episode 186. Not bitter at all. Also Scotland's longest running, least dull, most entertaining, new favourite podcast starring Colin. That's me. Starring. Starring James McDonald. James, how are you? Wow, I... Too warm, Colin. <laughs> okay. Uh, of course, this is just... Uh, it's a show for you to enjoy, to whatever it is you're doing, if you're writing a novel, or you're running, or you're driving, any, you can enjoy CSO Parade in all the different ways, and you can get if, in touch in all different ways. If you are ways.
1: writing a novel, are we like the inspiration for your dumb characters who say dumb stuff? You're like, what? I can't... I'm not, I'm not smart enough to do dumb person dialogue i know <laughs> let me tune into seesaw parade
0: they'll inspire the dumb dialogue easy yeah you'd have to ask izzy about that see if she gets her inspiration from us. uh anyway <laughs> this is episode 186 we're going to start with a couple of film trailers before we get into what's been happening in the world important things because so much is happening like elections and the nhs and trump and nato but first of all james bond is back yeah with no Time to Die. And Mr. Robot. <laughs> yeah, Rami Malik. Yeah, okay, let's just get... St- but with chemical Let's burns. get straight into it. Here is a clip of the trailer. Mr. Chemical Robot. James, you gave up everything for her. When her secret finds its way out, it'll be the death of you. What is it?
1: You don't know what this is. James Bond, Licence to Kill. History of violence. I could be speaking to my own reflection. Only your skills
0: die with your body. Mine will survive long after I'm gone. History isn't kind to men who play God. Uh, Mr. Chemical Brobot James, what did... I doesn't quite get
1: the Burns part across, I regret now. I regret my joke.
0: What did you think of this? It looks like a very,
1: very long film. I don't know how they're going to justify all those different scenes, sceneries and colour palettes, but they better. Because most of it was pretty beautiful. This is, it's a well-shot film, is what I get from this trailer. I'm not going to say it's well-written. <laughs> I'm not going to say it is in a good story but it looks real nice and it's got some good action. It's got some good homage to oh, <laughs> previous Bond films. And it even has the like Bond in the barrel of a gun thing at the end, but it's not a barrel of a gun. It's, it's a sewer or something. I'm like, okay, there's some clever stuff about the way
0: this was made, but it doesn't look good. <sighs> I'm reluctantly agreeing, but my, my issue is more with the way the trailer has been edited it was really weird right so first of all as you're, you're correct Rami Malek is in this star of Bohemian Rhapsody* and winner of various awards last year yeah who has some uh in classic Bond villain style some uh, scars on his face some physical uh, physical disfigurement yeah from some violent past caused by Bond there's also Christoph Waltz Showing up again There's a, uh, a female O agent There's some old faces There's some new faces There's a lot of faces The theme of this trailer is like What's going on? Who are you? What's, what's happening now? What? That's crazy I think that's too generous I think the whole theme of this trailer is
1: Remember this person? Remember this person? <laughs> remember this person? Remember this person? Oh and Mr. Robot
0: yeah, essentially
1: I oh, want Freddie Mercury with a funny mask on. It's just it's just it's a character introduction trailer. All it does is remind us of everybody we need to know. It did not do it for me at all. But it looks that- it looks beautiful.
0: It looks great, I know, but you could say that for all James Bond films. I mean, turn to Spectre, the trailer for Spectre, oh, which I remember we talked yeah, about, and we beautiful. said looked great, which it did. Yeah. And I still remember one of those shots with James Bond on a boat in the middle of a lake. That's a fantastic shot, but fantastic shots do not a fantastic film make, Yeah, which is my issue here, but also just the trailer is horrible. I went back and watched some other James Bond trailers and... This just was a total mess. It's a, it's as you say, character reintroductions, and also just so many questions. There's so many questions being asked. There's so much unresolved tension, and not in a good way.
1: Yeah, and then at the end, Mister Robot's like, "If I kill you, you die. If you kill me, I don't die."
0: Oh, 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 oh. And that's which it. I don't. That's the sinister I don't get it. plot. Like if if you get shot, then you're dead. That's that's kind of how. These films it's work Because
1: he's part of the organisation The web The whatever And that's why we, they need Are they
0: still spinning that that's though? That's why
1: they need fines back Because he's their he's their tie-in To, to, to tell us everything we need to know About the story that they failed to spin
0: last time The issue, the other issue is And I saw this today And I'm unsure Wait, how I feel fines. about it I
1: didn't mean fines. there Never mind
0: You mean Christoph Waltz I, I know that
1: Thank you Edit yourself saying Christoph Watson. <laughs> I knew you do, a,
0: do a re-dubbing do a me impression re-dubbing the other issue i have and it's not so much an issue i have but an issue that some people who've made their voices heard in the media today have is with the facial disfigurement saying that all these films james bond films if you trace them back through the eras all the villains have something on their face or something which is wrong with them and that makes them evil. And not
1: just an evil smirk.
0: Well, precisely. So do you have any feelings on this or do you feel it's just another snowflake storm in a teacup? I
1: I think everybody's kind of correct. I I think there's this idea that it's just a Bond thing. You, You make the bad guy be a victim of a previous Bond disaster and therefore he's got disfigurements. And the best way for us in the audience to witness a disfigurement is for it to be on a character's face because, you know, that's the part that's on the camera the most. Yeah. So it's just kind of one plus one equals this is how you get a Bond villain. But also it is a bit upsetting when I try to empathize with people who have such disfigurements that every Bond bad guy is the person they're going to relate to. They're not going to watch a Bond film and be like, yeah, I relate to the good guy and his disfigurements. It's like, no, the, the bad guys always represent me. That's fun. So yeah, I I think it's probably a trend that needs to go away. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think it's like a deliberately harmful one, but I think it should it should stop. They should stop making the bad guys have facial disfigurements.
0: Because and the article I was reading made this very clear. Javier Bardem. What's his best known role? Would you say, James? Oh, I was gonna, I'd say No Country for Old Men. To be fair, bingo. Yeah. How sinister is he in that? And he doesn't have any facial disfigurements. He just has a bad haircut. I, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the new bond bad guy thing which is bad haircuts <laughs> okay uh right i think that's enough about it. any further comment before we move on to trailer number two uh i am not
1: looking forward to this film but i'm looking forward to it not being in the headlines anymore
0: yeah fair point fair point okay here we go trailer number two marvel is back after oh no spider-man's the most recent release that was in july august time its next big film is black widow yep. which is telling the story of the spoiler now deceased black widow <laughs> will she survive the, the what goes on okay, let this go okay hold on hold on before we get to that here's a trailer
1: i used to have nothing. Nothing lasts forever Heard you had to leave in a hurry. It's never easy these days So what are you going to do I've lived a lot of lives, but I'm done running from my past And know you're out there. I know you know I'm out here, so we're we gonna talk like grown-ups
0: Is that what we are? James, you've pointed out the inherent flaw with this film in that... And the same with like Captain Marvel and other characters who've already been in films and then get given a solo film. There is no stakes or peril. And I know that in any other superhero film, you're still like, okay, the good guy's going to survive. But this is the main issue. The character, if you saw Endgame, which was the big wrap-up to the whole Marvel franchise over the last 10 years, she died. Yeah, So... First of all, okay, what's the point? Which I'm sure you'll go into. And then secondly, what did you think of the trailer?
1: So they need to earn this. The difference is when you're doing a trailer or you're doing a film where everybody knows the end result of the character's story, you need to earn the tension elsewhere. But I find that Marvel films don't bother doing that part. They They don't bother introducing any other tension. It's still just... Hey, here's here's the action. Enjoy the action now. Thank you for enjoying the action. Film's done, um, and then this 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 trailer makes this film look like just the epitome of that. It it just looks like generic action film, generic action film trailer music, generic action film set pieces and sequences, and nothing interesting. It, I'm pretty sure I've seen this film recently. There's been a fair few like Russian spy circle yeah try to escape circle films
0: okay can i just interrupt here yeah absolutely i was incoherent this (laughs) this trailer has more action movie tropes in it than i can remember seeing in any other trailer let me list some for you first off two people having a violent sparring match only for it to finish in a stalemate and then one of them remarks to the other Good to see you, sister, or good to see you, brother. And it reveals the whole thing was just a ruse. I've seen this so many times. It's so old and I hate it. And as soon as I did it, I was like, oh, come on. Yeah. That's it's so lazy. Yeah. Find a new way to introduce a sibling. Second point that sibling, who is played by Florence Pugh, who is excellent, she is 100% going to die. If Black Widow can't die, then her sister can die. And that's going to give her the moral compass that she has in the rest of the Avengers films. Third of all, Russian accents. Or rather, Americans doing Russian accents. These are horrible. These are terrible. Rachel Weiss, David Harbour. Russian slash
1: Eastern European, yeah. yeah.
0: It's just the worst. I did
1: appreciate that David's character was called Alexei. Because it makes me think of Alexi from Stranger Things. And that makes okay. me happy briefly. And that was about the only happy feeling I felt during this whole yeah. trailer. Was remembering Fourthly, a different character from a different franchise.
0: Families and the whole like, Oh, Dad, you used to fit this costume, but now you're fat. Oh, ho, you're fat now. Fat people are funny. Haha. The Incredibles did that joke about 15 years ago. Pretty probably sure, longer. They, pretty sure they did that joke for Endgame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, anyway, anyway, sorry, just to continue... The action shots in this just look like anything else I've already seen in Marvel. And the film... Heavily green-screened action, boring action. Yes. And the film as as a whole, you're right. I feel like I've seen it before. This is probably the least interested I've ever been in a Marvel film because the trailer did absolutely nothing new yeah. at all. Whereas it could have gone spy-heavy storyline, try and hit a different genre, but they've
1: just gone, exactly. hey, it's an action film again. Remember all those other action films you like? Let's let's watch
0: that one, but different character. (laughs) See, what they could have done with Black Widow is do what Atomic Blonde did with Charlize Theron as some cold-blooded killer, or gone down the John Wick route and have just a very well-choreographed 12A spy film. (laughs) Just something of a different feeling. But what they've done instead... Is they've just shot another Marvel film with all the you know to that final shot of the trailer? She's flying out the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like just casually falling out of the sky, that was and an people Iron who are Man also moment. people who are also falling out of the sky, shooting her as they fall. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Come yeah. on! I know there is some <sighs> suspension of disbelief going on here. I've just invested my life in watching a purple dr- Josh Brolin decimate half of humanity. I get that. Fine. But there has to be a line. If She's she's meant to be a super spy. She does flips and she kills people. She doesn't drop out of the sky and somehow survive. Come on. Oh, man. Sorry, I hated this. I hated
1: it. They'll they'll justify it, but it won't be interesting. None of this will be interesting. And then if it is interesting, I look forward to watching it one day when it comes out on Netflix or whatever alternative means I have of watching it. But it just doesn't look good.
0: It'll be Disney Plus. Oh yeah, it'll be on Disney Plus. Just sorry, fifth fifth or sixth point—I've lost count. They've used de aging CGI on William Hurt's character. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't I'm not, quite, I'm just. I'm just going to leave it there. We need to limit that until it's until it's good. So, talking of which, my goal before I have this mental week is to watch The Irishman, which is now on Netflix. It is three and a half hours long. Yeah. I've heard various things about it, but I will save my judgment until I've seen it. But one of the main things of that is the de-aging.
1: I also have a fair few Netflix catches up to do, but as I have said in several episodes now, I still do not have access to my living room where I like to watch Netflix shows. Still not? Still not.
0: Just do something that, about that it. Two, that couple of days is... Trash that room. <laughs> Break the PC. Just be like, mate, move your stuff back to your own
1: room. That doesn't work. Ah. Or move out. But yeah, I look forward to watching the shows. But there are also other things. There's a few Prime shows I want to see and there's a few that are coming out from America that I'll have to try and find a way to watch probably mm-hmm. now TV again. So, yeah. Uh, when the time comes i shall consume
0: let's let's move on before we get to serious news uh what have we been watching i'm going to start james because i only saw it two hours ago yeah knives out oh oh wow yeah we thought that could be good potentially maybe right so this is the murder mystery whodunit from ryan johnson who did looper and star wars which one did he do he did the second one the second one which you hated yeah yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah, I justifiably hate it. I completely correctly hate it. Knives Out is first class. I had such a good time. It is a star-studded cast. It's Daniel Craig, who well, he's making a fair few appearances today, Daniel Craig, uh, as a southern detective who comes into this very wealthy family to figure out if uh, the patriarch of the family, Christopher Plummer, was murdered, or if it was a suicide. And all of them have various motives. It is a star-studded cast. There is Michael Shannon, Tony Collette, Anna de Armas, Captain America. (laughs) What's his name again? Why does his name escape me? Chris Evans. I got your back. Chris Evans, Captain America, Chris Evans, not the ginger radio presenter from the BBC, Chris Evans. Don Johnson, Lakeith Stanfield. Honestly, the film? The film. I had such a good time. It's great. I'm going to avoid all sorts of spoilers, but if you do get a chance to watch this, please do. I it, It's funnier than most comedy films. In fact, yeah, it's funnier than most, if not all, comedy films I've seen this year.
1: Right. So is it one of those films where it's just like, go in looking for a good dumb time and a good dumb, dumb time you shall have?
0: Yeah, if, if you go into it expecting it to be like a agatha christie with a little bit of like poirot but it's like poirot except with jokes and with just some like just like it's not laugh yeah. out loud jokes but it's okay that was funny ha ha ha. that was funny ha, right. ha. and it's the regularity which it happens it's not just it's <laughs> one or two it's regularly throughout the film it's a well-written well-scripted well-acted film i loved it right what about you james what have you been watching or doing
1: oh, well wow. uh most of my time has been sunk into still catching up on that d d show I talked about last time. So, still haven't caught up, still haven't watched much else. However, I do want to provide some insight into my life. Okay. This is just to say, as we approach Star Wars Day, as it is becoming closer and closer, the more I see talk about this film, the more I see interview- interviews with the cast, and the more rumors are spreading, and the more posters and trailers come out, the less I like it. It's looking awful, Colin. Okay, right,
0: just just break that down for me. Why it feels like the the build up
1: to the Game of Thrones final season again. The cast are having very similar press conferences. Rumors about storylines that just occasionally pop up on your Twitter feed are looking pretty bad. Okay, I think in general, not many people seem to be comfortable with it. And this is not many people who made it. Most of the people involved in the project seem to be anxious. So therefore, right, no, but... I am not excited. Because if it was good, they'd be like, "Yeah, we did it."
0: But it's not, so they're like, "Who?" Oh. I imagine they just want to be very careful to keep all secrets to themselves. Well, then they wouldn't. They wouldn't make like awkward
1: faces, <laughs> and and like subtle jokes, and not know how to respond to things. if they wanted to keep secrets and it was good, they'd be like, "Oh, yeah, we, I'm proud of what we did." But instead, they're like
0: yeah but also we'll see i'm i'm with you and i'm also not in that none of them will have seen the film yet they will have just filmed their scenes in front of screens they'll know the scripts that's all oh, you no, need no, to but know. They'll, they'll know well okay that's true but yeah yeah okay fair enough I'm 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 more with And you I'm now. just
1: not I'm not ready. I'm I'm not gonna see it on opening night unless somebody comes to me with a very lucrative offer of like a good plan for when is, pre and post care. When is opening night? I actually don't know because that's how little I care this okay. year.
0: Okay. Have you seen or watched anything at all other than looked at posters? Couple of
1: episodes of some shows here and there, but nothing nothing worthy of complete mention yet. I also have almost finished a couple books but I haven't finished them either. Seriously, i spent a lot of time making music and watching podcasts. Watching podcasts, listening to podcasts. It's out
0: on the 19th. It's out on the 19th of December, James. It's
1: Thursday. That makes that, sense. Yeah, it's out on
0: a Thursday. That, makes, that does make sense. Uh, two weeks. I Two weeks to, to time of recording. Right, James. I fly back from New York on the 19th. I get in on the morning of the 20th. Jet lag allowing. Right. We could, we could yeah. go to a late showing of that on the 20th on the 20th it's basically late, like it's, I'm late as in probably like 9 post after work hours yeah right. like 9 at night because I okay. literally I'm only in the country for another couple of days and then I'm off up north and that's basically right. a different country okay t- TBC yeah. TBC
1: but- TBC might, might do that <laughs> I was more keen to see it in the daytime when nobody's there so I can just be. Can, I mean, like, you say that I can be. I can be a negative energy and not ruin anybody else's experience. Right, you
0: say that, but it's literally the end of this franchise. There will not be. There won't be any quiet yeah. screenings yeah. until at least the yeah. middle of January.
1: They'll all be packed. Exactly. Out. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna wreck it for someone no matter when
0: I go. If you like, if you'd like to see it before Christmas, before 2020, which I think is is wise. I'll be honest. Before episode 200. <laughs> before the uh, year 2020, I suggest that you and I go. Yeah, because we did that. We did
1: that last time. We, the, t- the two of us saw it last time. We should see Star Wars, even though I don't want to. We should. Yeah, we should absolutely. It's the, yes, it's you the end of something huge.
0: This is bigger than Marvel. And you have been literally talking about the Last Jedi for the last two years, so it's so bad, Colin. I can't get over right. it. Let's let's make a let's make a deal. I'm unaware of timings yet, but let's go and see Rise of the 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 whatever it's called, Rise of the Skywalker. Let's go see The Empire Strikes Back. We'll <laughs> watch it. And We'll go back to yours. We'll do a, a an episode, and 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 that and that's that. All right,
1: that we're gonna do a Star Wars special.
0: Yeah, exactly. We'll do we'll do that. Okay. Yeah. Job done, James. Uh, we have right. wasted so much time talking about uh, stuff that doesn't matter. Shall we talk about things. I know. They do matter.
1: Three. There's three lines. <laughs> Three lines of things before the real news, and we've managed to waste, like, an hour.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, that's that's coming up to, to half an hour, certainly. Okay, James, let's talk about the general election, which, of course, is the other major thing that's happening. Oh,
1: it's also horrible and sad.
0: Right, so I am, just to before we get into this, let me talk about myself some more. I'm actually working the election for Radio Clyde in Glasgow. Oh, wow. That should be fun. That'll be awful. Uh, coming back for one night only... So I'm going to be exploiting my contacts, my Labour MP who follows me on Instagram and occasionally slides into my DMs. Definitely be getting an interview with him. (laughs) Maybe some more. (laughs) I'm kidding. He's not my type. He's too old. Uh, Cut that one. Cut that one. (laughs) 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 Uh,
1: I was making a joke, Okay,
0: so I was joking too, by the way. It was all humour. I was joking, mum. I was joking. It's all humour. Our MPs are great. (laughs) I love Parliament. So election time (laughs)
1: is in less than a week. Yeah, now is the week for all the parties dropping
0: their big final bomb on the other parties. So just before we... Because we could talk about the elections and we're blue in the face. I want to focus on one area to start with. Boris Johnson has been ducking an interview with the BBC's Andrew Neil. Every other party leader has done one. Except yeah. the prime minister, and tonight every other party leader has like been super brave by doing one. Yeah, I mean Andrew Neil is, is fierce. I'll give you that. So everyone has done one except Boris Johnson, and then tonight Andrew Neil's basically done like a mic drop, a three minute. Beast of camera, called him, called him out and said, Boris Johnson, I'm going to ask you about this. And what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And for once, I'm actually saying, BBC, Andrew Neil, bravo. Like, well done for putting that out yeah. because they have come in for such stick, and rightly so, over the past couple of weeks. So for Andrew Neil to proactively put this out, and the Conservatives have very little rebuttal against that. Like, what are you meant to say? So, James, just summarise th- 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 things. Talk politics for what, me. My thoughts? Yeah, go for it. Or just everything, or just this Andrew Neal well, point? We'll start with
1: Andrew Neal and see like, where you end up. So I think the worst thing that happened in this from the BBC's front was that they told Labour that they had confirmed Boris's interview time. And that's why Labour agreed, that's why Jeremy Corbyn did his, because of a lie. And on the BBC's part, that is embarrassing. Second worst thing is that they caved into letting Boris just do a different interview, because of a terrorist attack when that is not an established practice in the UK. No previous attacks have been immediately followed up by such an interview. So that didn't make any sense. Um, But Boris, I think in this instance, he doesn't trust the interviewer to just be polite and drop the case when he tries to lie. Because even Andrew Marr was holding him to some of his lies and saying, you're not answering questions. You're telling a lie right now. So, if even Anjumar can do it, imagine what Anjumil can do. Because he's just notoriously difficult as an interviewer. And he, he he annoys me sometimes when he talks over people, but he will grab the lies, focus in on them. And Boris Johnson's entire campaign has been lies. The Tories aren't telling hardly a truth in all of their campaign points. So, they're not going to get away with an interview here. They're lying about the speed at which they can get Brexit done. They're lying about NHS plans. They're lying about budget plans. They're lying about tax plans. They're lying about trade deal agreements. They're dodging the truth wherever they can. And where they can't, they're running away from debates and interviews. And they're closing down um, the uh, questions and leaving. Boris has, in in the past week, come under a bit of fire for shutting down two press conferences when he got asked questions he didn't like. Uh, it's just really embarrassing and then we'll still vote for them everybody's still going to give them right. their votes they'll still right. win they'll change the laws
0: to make them even less screwable well, hold on just just right there <laughs> because we we'll love a prediction who is winning next week they'll still win majority <laughs> here's here's my thing the polls for the last two elections been sliding towards labor have been wrong. Oh yeah, no, the YouGov polls are horrible. Right, so this is are all, all inaccurate. So just because I believe most polls are still done via landline, they are. How yeah. many young people have landlines?
1: Oh no. So here's here's the two parts, right? YouGov, the polls that are getting done and getting published are one done by landline, and two are currently weighted to expect a thirty to forty percent turnout from youth voters when that's lower than the last youth voter turnout. So you're only getting the youths that have landlines, which are probably the ones who live in older, posher houses, and you're only going to give 40% of the votes of the representation to the youths that do manage to answer anyway. So they're underrepresented and then underrepresented again. And it's just you can't trust the polls when they do two underrepresentations of a huge demographic, and especially when you're looking at the the massive youth. Um, registration for this year is even bigger than the last election as well. Uh, the polls are way off, but Middle England, all the little, all the working class in the north of England, and uh, all the rich folks in the south, they've all been lied to for long enough that they just believe that the Tories are good for them. I don't know how they believe it. Yeah. I don't know how you can keep voting for something that is taking away from you and giving to the wealthy and then. Making everybody else suffer and still believe
0: that it's good, but they believe it. Literally, the it's it's like, an a villainous Robin Hood, and it's not even. Oh, no, in fact, no, it's, no, he's he's just the sheriff of Nottingham. That's who he he's is. He's a
1: sheriff. Yeah, it's the classic like rich people stamping down the poor people, but now they're not even doing it in a polite way where they're trying to get away with it legally. They're they're actually trying to bend the rules. They're being deceitful. They're doing all the villainous stuff, but it just gets them more votes because their voter base loves it. So Tory majority is my absolute prediction. Anything that isn't that is a blessing. Um, But to move on to the other bits and pieces, there was the embarrassing climate change debate. Okay, go for that. So Boris dodged that and Farage dodged that because they both have friends in high places that don't want
0: them to talk about climate change. That is true. Channel 4 replaced them both with blocks of ice. Yeah. And the Tories were very unhappy about that.
1: The Tories were super unhappy, complained to Ofcom because they thought it was unfair. Ofcom slapped them in the face and said, no, Channel 4 gave an actual fair representation of your views on climate change. And the second part of the complaint was that the the ice sculpture was unfair, but they got away with it because it wasn't a depiction of Boris Johnson. It was just a generic globy thing. So well done Channel Four. That was that was hilarious. But no, they they're both like Boris is keen to have keep having friends in America and in Russia and America and Russia don't want us to keep talking about climate yeah. change because it makes the rich people poor. So Boris doesn't want to talk about that. Uh, same with Faresh.
0: Okay, moving on to the moving on to the NHS. This has been dominating uh, the election Trail over the last. Yeah, this was
1: the Labour bombshell that they they, they they leaked the documents.
0: Right. Well, so so just before we get to that, the talk is that once Brexit is done and dusted, the NHS will be served up on a platter to American big pharma companies. Um, yeah. Discuss the the chances of that actually happening, and then also the Labour stuff. It's,
1: gar- it's guaranteed to happen. The smaller a percentage of people you represent when you're buying a good the less buying power you have, so the less of a deal you're going to get. That's just a fact. If we are making a trade deal ourselves instead of as the collective of the EU, we are representing less people, so we have less buying power, so we'll get a less good deal for us. And the American companies are interested in making more money for them, so of course they're going to try and push to a higher-paying higher, higher paying deal for them. It's, it's just guaranteed. There's no question about it that if the UK... And went through Brexit and tried to do its own trade deals, everybody's gonna be getting more money from us than they got before. That's just how buying works. Now you can you can you can look to that in your real life. If you walk into a shop and you buy 10 of a thing, you ask for a discount because you're buying 10 of a thing, uh huh, you're gonna get a bit of a discount. Because shops like selling 10 things. Okay. Where if you ask for if you got one thing, they're less likely to give you a discount. And this is just a true true to life experience. But everybody thinks that because in my world, I only ever represent myself and I can find the best deals for me, that that somehow is the, is the reason. But no, it's even more guaranteed to happen because the Tories have already talked to the US about it. And I've said yeah to, to all of that stuff. They had the secret talks that got leaked and the US was like, hey, we want to raise drug prices. And then we were like, we'll
0: talk about that later.
1: So if they're saying we're going to talk about that later, that means yes.
0: Okay. Uh, an excellent summary as always so london bridge <laughs> wow this was wow. No, seriously slapped, that was slapped in the face no that was like a, a compliment okay anyway okay no i'll take it thank <laughs> you it actually was
1: a decent summary because it was that L- simple
0: london bridge uh there was an attack last week at a prisoner rehabilitation conference which conference which spilled out onto the bridge yeah uh the attacker was a convicted terrorist who'd been released essentially on his conditions of his sentence, who killed two people, injured uh, three more, and then was eventually shot dead by police. This was also taken to varying degrees by the political parties, to the extent that Jeremy Corbyn has today criticised Boris Johnson for making it a political issue in the first place, yeah. uh, saying it was wrong of the Prime Minister to rapidly call for tougher sentencing of terrorists. What do you think about that?
1: I mean, he's 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 right. The The Prime Minister shouldn't take an attack like that and try and make it an election point. And then the BBC platformed him to do it. So that was bad. It was a very strange decision by the Tories to have their first response be, this is Labour's fault.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did see that.
1: Yeah. One of the first things they were saying is, hey, Labour put in practice this policy of early release when they were in government like, recently. And then it's just like, well, <laughs> you've been in government for a lot longer since. If you thought it was bad, ch- ch- change it, you know? You've... So it's just really weird. They just, they made a really bad call and they tried, and they took something that was a horrible, vile act and they tried to make political gain from it, which yeah. isn't a good thing to do. I don't know why they did it.
0: Well, number number one, because you turned something which was a tragedy and a horrible incident into a political stick to attempt to beat your opponents with. And second yeah, of all... with the will of the family. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, the family were saying, hey, Jack, this is the last thing that Jack would have wanted. Yeah. He was all for reforming prisoners. Yeah. And then secondly, yeah, if you're going to beat your political opponents with it, at least make sure your argument is watertight yeah your argument was this is a labor policy from nearly 10 years ago yeah you're like right well you've been in power since then what have you done about it
1: yeah and they'd been briefed about it and they've been told that some of these people were dangerous and they were they didn't want to do anything about it because it would cost too much money there, there's so much about this that they tried to attack to attack labor and then it turned out that they made a lot of mistakes in the years between then and now so it's like why would you bother <laughs> Just let this be a tragedy. Let the families uh, grieve, and don't try and make the deaths of their beloved of their loved ones and
0: into some political gain. It just. It's, it's vile. Okay, time is uh, ticking away. Let's talk about uh, Donald Trump. Impeachment is happening. Yay. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, says uh, said today, the House of Representatives will file impeachment charges against the president for alleged abuse of power. Yep. In a quote, uh, she told the press, democracy is what is at stake. The president leaves us with no choice. Mr. Trump said Democrats have gone crazy and urge them to act fast. Mr. Trump, like, an hour before
1: she announced that, was tweeting like, hey, if you want to impeach me, you better try right now. And
0: they did. And then he's like, oh, they're crazy. <laughs> okay, and uh, so I guess we're here. I mean, it's not going to go any further. It'll go to the House of Representatives, and then it gets to the Senate, and it fails.
1: Yeah, this this relies on the Senate to have a backbone and do the right it's, thing. And It's more symbolic, isn't it? It's symbolic. It's also... It is meaningful in the sense that not many presidents have gotten to this stage where they go through the, the hearings and then they get to the next step. It's a bad sign to get to the next step. Trump will be scared because even if he manages to get away with it for now, as soon as he's not president anymore, which is somewhere between now and f- six years, <coughs> uh, he'll he'll be in a lot of trouble. So he's, gonna, of course, going to try and hold on to... Power while he
0: can. Time is ticking away. There was a NATO anniversary gathering in London this week to mark 70 years of NATO alliances, and it seemed like a pretty fraught gathering, a pretty tense get together to the extent that Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was caught by a hot mic oh, slagging off Donald Trump. Yeah, with Boris there and everything. Yeah,
1: Boris and, and Emmanuel Macron. Yeah, Trump. Trump is so embarrassing that even Boris Johnson laughs at him. So,
0: so Trump then called Trudeau two faced. James, what do you think of this whole situation? Of
1: course, he's two faced. Trump's a child, you can't give him your real face. I'd be two faced around
0: Trump. <laughs> okay, well, seriously, Trudeau clearly was talking about Trump. Yeah, he was. Was what do you think about the fact that, I mean, for me, he this is a very, very silly thing to do because you should have realized. That what you were talking about was gonna be picked up. If you're gonna have those conversations, do it when away from cameras. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everybody that was having a giggle about Trump while in the public eye was really dumb if they wanted US and whatever they represent relations to improve. I think everybody is off the belief now that things can't get any worse, so they're getting a bit lazy about it all. Like, what is the worst that can happen now? Everybody laughs at Trump, he gets he has a he has a fit and then nobody cares because he's already hit. Brock bottom with everybody he he couldn't have thought worse of canada already he couldn't have thought worse of anyone already but we're all like we're judging trudeau judging boris nobody's judging boris nobody cares about boris but they're all getting judged the the fact is america should be embarrassed you got a president that is being openly mocked in a gathering of world leaders that's just embarrassing yeah you should should be collectively ashamed of what's happening (laughs) but instead it's like being angry at the world leaders for finding this ridiculous thing funny
0: before we tell you how to get in touch with the show time is gone uh, james a couple more stories there's been a um in fact you you've put this in the document you tell me what this is a massive Doesn't mean i know a lot. trove of documents data and recorded phone calls showing how british company formation's house has been working to hide money for the super rich
1: yeah so we don't really know a lot yet because there's so much data to wade through and nobody's quite had the time yet but some person some brilliant hero has leaked a bunch of uh, info and by a bunch it's like hundreds of gigabytes and when that's just like solid data that's a lot um of how this company helps rich people set up fake businesses to keep their money from getting taxed to get their money offshore to keep from getting taxed to commit basic fraud and commit to commit not basic fraud to commit all kinds of crimes as well as everything else um and I suppose someone that worked in the company was like, oh, wait, hold on. We're actually doing real bad things here and helping rich people do real bad things. How about I try and help everybody realize this? And they leaked it. Um, so the press has it. a bunch of folks have it. You can probably get it yourself if you want it. And you wade through, find out who all the new rich scumbags are that are taking all the money that poor people kind of need and hiding it somewhere where it does nothing for anybody and just being evil. But I expect that, much like the Panama Papers, much like every single other huge, big leak that has happened, or even minor leak that
0: has happened, not a single head will roll. Uh, uh, it's also, I, it's also the the lack of a rolling head, but it's also the lack of headlines.
1: Yeah, th- we'll see if anybody picks this one up. It might be another instance of like the the internet's faster than the media again. So, like some of the smaller media got this stock out, and now yeah it's it's rolling out through It'll be a few days before the word bigger of mouth and
0: stuff corporations cover it
1: but also it's probably the fact that all those big corporations are heavily involved in this kind of activity, so they want to hide it, much like Panama Papers, where only a few heads of different countries are now maybe being investigated a wee bit primarily because they tried to murder people and stuff like that based off the leaking of the papers, but no genuinely, if anybody is like. On the off chance that somebody out there is going to be reporting on this, do so anonymously because these rich people will try to have you assassinated for reporting on their evil nature, as we saw last
0: time. And talking of super rich people, a new report has found that the six richest people in the UK have the same amount of wealth as the poorest thirteen million people. Yep, some of those thirteen ah.
1: million are uh, considered to be in poverty. Some of those thirteen million, and I believe it's like one point something million, are not even halfway towards poverty. They are so poor that they are half of a poverty. Some of them are considered destitute. We got a homelessness issue, which we're being told isn't as big as it was, but it's bigger than it was. I don't know how that gets out there. And while there are people with this kind of mega rich status in the country, we shouldn't have any poor. It should be impossible for anybody to have this kind of wealth If there is even a single person living in poverty within your borders, it just shouldn't happen. It
0: is immoral that this country can exist in that state. We should all be ashamed. Okay, James, time is up. Let me tell you how to get in touch. You can do so by adding Seesaw Parade on Snapchat, sending me uh, anything you like. Twitter, at Seesaw uh, Mention us, re- retweet us, disagree with us, debate us. We welcome it all. And, of course, yeah, you can't email. tell me email. That
1: economics will, like, all the rich people's wealth will trickle down and <laughs> land on those poor people someday, right? Some Just tell me that.
0: Okay, and if you want to email, you can do <laughs> Seesaw Parade at gmail.com. James, thank you very much for joining me. I will chat to you after the election when the Lib Dems sweep the board.
1: They are getting every single seat
0: in the UK, after
1: all. All 600 plus. Yeah, they are. My goodness. I can't believe it's happening.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll speak to you uh, after that for some uh, election debriefing. Yeah, so that sounds like a blast. To clean up the post-election mess.
1: Don't forget to vote, everybody. And don't forget to not vote Tory and not okay. vote for a Yellow Tory. All right, bye, James. <laughs> bye. Bye, d- bye, listeners. And, yep, bye, Joe Swinson. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Didn't even get in the show, but but, goodbye.